let's talk about cardio. Just did a podcast not too long ago. I think it was 29, somewhere around there. Strength training don'ts. And that was a popular podcast. So, stands to reason, let's do one about cardio. And yeah, I still go to the gym. (laughs) I work out outside, inside, at home, at the gym, everywhere. Movement, exercise, it all matters. And so I still see so much. Yeah, wasted time, wasted effort. I want you to maximize your time, you know? And listen, you can go to the gym, you can do whatever you want in your home gym, but so many people have goals and you're not achieving them. And many of the reasons are ones I will give. Uh, And the new phenomenon, and I'm experiencing this daily now, is social media is just the bad information. You know, when I started this podcast, I that was part of my, you know, uh, initial uh, intro and just focus is that, you know, this is all about debunking the myths. And I've been doing this for many decades now. And it started with magazines and newspapers and then TV. And now with the internet, it's a double-edged sword. There's some good information and there is way more really, really bad information especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition and also motivation, by the way. Uh, You know, when you're in your early 20s, you haven't really, you haven't really figured out the motivation side. You haven't proven that yet. Let me just put it that way. Okay. You know, so uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to weed through and I'm seeing it with my kids. My, I, I, given the story of my Older son getting ready to bench press, and I'm watching him do it. I'm going, what are you doing? Just bizarre form. And he said, this is what (laughs) I just saw on, I don't know if it was TikTok or whatever. So, please, please, please. Uh, (laughs) And actually, that's one of my don'ts. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, as I normally do. Uh, So, yeah, this is, again, my job is to help you. Get the greatest results in the shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury. Based on science, based on experience, based on common sense, and based on what you're going to do. And we're not all going to do the same thing. When it comes to strength training, when it comes to cardio, you're going to find what you like. There's no one way. You'll, You'll be told that. Because that's how you get views. That's how you get traction on social media is, is generally going against the science. Going against what makes sense. And then often being told what you want to hear. Which also goes against science most often. All right, so let's jump right into it. 25. You know, it's so funny. It was 24. I saved this show, the document, as 24 cardio don'ts. And then, of course, another one pops into my head. I could do 124. I could do 224. You don't want to sit through that. This will be a half hour, as they all are now, except for the fit tips. Uh, but these are the good ones. These are, these are, they're all good, but like these are the top ones that, you know, will really help you get results. 
All right, number one. Don't just do one kind. You can't. So no matter what your favorite type of cardio is, if you only do that type, no matter how healthy it is, you will get injured. It's counterintuitive. Doesn't make sense. You go, wait, running, it's good for you. Swimming, it's good for you. Biking, it's good for you. The elliptical, whatever. The rower, so many options. Jumping rope, got a jump rope uh, recently, a new one. Excited to do a show on that. But if you only do one thing, you're going to run into musculoskeletal issues. You're going to get injured. Because the repetitive motion, no matter how healthy, will become problematic. We need balance. And I love oh, those hardcore fitness people. I have one who is a friend and is constantly saying there is no balance. It's only go hard. <laughs> and that's going to be another one of my don'ts. Yeah, go hard or go home. Yeah, guess what? You're going to go home hurt. You're going to go to the hospital hurt. So we do the other forms of cardio to allow us to do that one that we love, right? If you love indoor cycling, you can get away with it for a really long time based on you. You know, some people longer than others, but you're going to run into problems and then you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. And so often you're not going to realize what the issue is or where it came from, the etiology, you know, the IT band issue, piriformis, lower back, and then your body's going to compensate and it's going to move. So when you find that one form of cardio that you absolutely love, you got to find the complementary forms. You know, running is my strong suit. And I realized many years ago, even though I am biomechanically like made to run, although I'm not the ectomorph, I'm a mesomorph, so carrying more muscle. But that's one of the reasons I started doing triathlons. It forces me to do those complementary forms of exercise so that I can continue to run injury-free. All right, so don't just do one kind. And find at least one, if not a couple, and you're not going to probably love them as much. Biking, now I'm... I'm liking a lot more than I did when I first started. But there's nothing quite like putting on the sneakers and going out for a run on a beautiful day to me. Swimming, distant third. <laughs> but I know how good it is for me. Just from like a flexibility standpoint, mobility. And yeah, I'm, I'm learning to like it more and more. Will never be my favorite, nor does it have to be. All right, so don't just do one kind. Got to do a couple at least so that you can continue to do that one you love. Uh, number two, don't just do one intensity. Okay? So mix it up. You know, if there's one word that I have used, you know, top 10 <laughs> words that I have used for decades now, it's variation. Variation, moderation, right? But variation, that is going to get you results, continue to get you results, whatever they are, by the way performance, weight loss, and it's also going to keep you from burning out, getting bored. So much of this is the behavioral side, people. So much of it. That's why when I said, you know, I'm going back to school, 
going to do more certifications, more exercise science, but I need the psychology part. Because it was really obvious really early on that we know we need to move more. We know we need to eat better, but how do we do that? One of the ways is all of this variation. I'm not just saying it to you from a, you know, results standpoint, physiological. If we stop doing it, then we're not going to see results, right? So it's almost always a blend of the physiological and the psychological. So mix it up. I've done a bunch of podcasts on uh, concepts like LIS, low intensity, steady state exercise. That's where you just get on, you go. And there are those days, and those are generally the longer workouts. You know, if you're a walker, that's where you go, I'm going to go for an hour, two hour walk. And then there's a days where you're like, I got 20 minutes, still want to burn some calories, get out some tension, some anxiety, some frustration, maybe the psychological part. And that's where you do your HIIT workout, your high intensity interval training. Okay. And so generally speaking, one great way to do this is based on time. If you're like, you know, on a Saturday, Sunday, most often that you have more time. Well, that's where you go do steady state. Get on your bike and go for a ride. Go to the pool and swim for an hour. Steady state. And by the way, <laughs> just read whole debate triathletes who can be some of the worst people when it comes to telling you what you, you should do. And the person was saying you should never swim steady state. Just a waste of time. You should always do some type of interval training. Yeah, no. I'm not going to get into the why. It doesn't matter right now. Some days you do intervals, some days you do steady state. And there are benefits to both and different physiological and psychological benefit. Okay, so don't just do one intensity, mix it up. Uh, number three, don't forget to make your easy easy. And this is, you know, again, so counterintuitive for so many people. I'm going to talk about the gray zone in a second. But this is where your easy day should be easy. Oftentimes, a heart rate monitor is more important for your easy days than it is for your hard days. You know when you're out of breath. <laughs> you know when it hurts. You know when you don't want to be there that long in an interval. It's the easy days where you're like, wow, you know, if you have a coach or, you know, if you know that you need to keep your heart rate maybe under a certain number, if you know your zones. And oftentimes, we're 5, 10, 15 beats higher than we think. And so the easy day should be easy, and that's great news. It's frustrating for type A's who are like, oh, my gosh, I can't go at this pace, especially in public. <laughs> I don't want to be seen going this slowly. But it goes back to number one, you're going to get hurt. right? This, for the most part, is about staying injury-free so that we can continue to do what we want to do. The results are going to come because you're consistent. You know, this is where often... The simple is made complex and the complex is made simple when it comes to cardio. You know, one of the greatest concepts is does strength training improve like running performance or triathlete performance? Yeah, one of the top ways it does is because it keeps you injury free. <laughs> you can continue to train, right? The simple is often, you know, yeah, Occam's razor. Okay, so don't forget to make your easy days easy. Go out and enjoy it. Don't think that you're, you know, you have to go hard all the time. Getting ahead of myself again. That's going to be another one. And if you're like, listen, I, I understand ego. And if you're like, you know what? I don't want to go for a run or, you know, be seen going at that pace. And pick, 
pick a route <laughs> where people aren't. You know, this is the real world stuff. I get it. I've coached a lot of people. I've raced myself. Human nature, okay? Number four ties into everything I've already talked about. You can't go hard every session. Don't go hard every session. If you are doing HIIT workouts every session, you're not really doing HIIT workouts. Hate to break it to you because you can't go hard every day. You will eventually break down. Both your cardiovascular system and your musculoskeletal system. Professional athletes don't go hard every session. Another social media thing that's everywhere, you know. Compete every day. No, <laughs> no, sounds great. You can't compete every day. You know, the best athletes are doing the, yes, boring stuff. For most people, it's not boring for them. But that's what allows them to go hard on race day. Okay, trophies are won in training. You collect them on race day. It's that hard work. And I don't want to use the word boring because it's not boring when you know the value. And so just like you're, you know, not making your easy days too hard, you can't go hard all the time. And this is, again, great news. This goes back to don't just do one intensity. It's all connected. Number five, final kind of discussion about intensity here. Don't spend too much time in that gray zone. Now, if you did what I just specified, number three and number four, then you won't. But that gray zone is where so many people spend the vast majority of their time with cardio. And there's benefit. Of course there is. But again, I want you to maximize your time, maximize your results, and stay interested. And so that gray zone is not really hard. It's not really easy. It's kind of like that Goldilocks zone, as we call it. And so, sure, you could spend time there. And a lot of people, I, I often think of like the elliptical. You get on it, the ones with the arms usually, and you kind of push yourself. And again, you're burning calories. You're getting so many benefits. But throw some interval work in every now and again. Go easier on those days when you want to. You know, you're watching a movie. Maybe, you, you know, you, you've got a TV in front of you or you got your iPad, whatever. That's when it's easier or better to go easy. All right? So make your easy days easy. Make your hard days hard. Don't do your hard days every day. And don't spend too much time in the gray zone. Number six, don't use the machine incorrectly. I see this every day. I saw it an hour ago. It's basically turning up something like a Stairmaster, even a treadmill, too fast, too steep, and then draping your body over the console, holding on. You're not only diminishing your results, you're really putting yourself in a greater likelihood of getting injured. Especially when you're holding on and now you're pulling, you know, people put their bodies, if it's a treadmill, at a weird angle. And you're not going to hurt yourself in that session or the next one. But over time, there's a great possibility you're going to get a chronic like lower back issue or something else. So better to pump your arms. Now you're using more muscles, people. So if your goal, which most people's, uh, the goal of most people who are turning it up that fast and that steep and holding on is to burn more calories, right? Oftentimes, not always. You're going to burn more by going slower and pumping your arms and being more natural. Okay? It's always better to be more natural. 
it's always better to use the machine correctly. And again, you can get away with it for a certain amount of time, but you will run into issues. All right, I gotta pick it up here. Uh, where are we? Number And by the way, it goes for so much more than just the treadmill and the Stairmaster. Use the machine correctly, naturally, the way it's supposed to be used. Then do what I specified at the start. Play around with the intensities. That's where you're going to get the results you're looking for. All right. Number seven, don't believe the calorie numbers. Hate to break it to you. Uh, way overestimate. Uh, most machines way overestimate caloric expenditure. That's a big part of my... The uh, upcoming book, and it just is what it is. The the fitness uh, manufacturers, the machine makers, they don't underestimate for obvious reasons. Formulas are imperfect at best. Uh, oftentimes, you're not even asked to input that little bit of data, like sex and weight and things like that. And if you went by those numbers, you're going to be a couple hundred easily uh, over what what you actually burned. And I know that can be depressing, but it's going to, there's another don't coming up that will uh, speak to that. The best rule of thumb, and I know this is like so depressing for so many people, cut it in half. But if your goal is weight loss, that's going to be to your benefit. That's going to help you get to your results. So if I told you, you you burned 700 in an hour, highly unlikely. So think 350. All right. It just, that it is what it is. Just giving you the facts. You know, this is where I could. You know, it's not about being liked. It's about giving you the honest truth about uh, all of this. Uh, where are we? Number eight, don't load your extremities. What do I mean by this? This goes for being outside, inside. There's, you know, a gentleman in my neighborhood who walks and, and you know, amazing older gentleman, really heavy dumbbells. Like I've never seen exactly, but they look to be like 15s. And so when you load your extremities, this also goes for <laughs> uh, ankle weights. And then you try to use your body in a natural way, especially moving quickly. Um, but you don't even have to move quickly for it to be a problem. You're going to run into issues with your joints. So just be really careful. I would rather you not do it. Make your cardio cardio. That's going to come up again, by the way. Uh, and make your strength strength. And if you want to... Again, up your calorie burn, play around with the intervals, play around with hills and resistance, okay? But when you load your ankles, when you load your wrists, when you hold something in your hand and you do certain movements, it throws off your natural biomechanics, which can lead to issues. All right, pick up the pace here. Yeah, number nine ties into... Um, I got 26 here. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll call it 26. Uh, I, I just noticed one wasn't numbered. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't add too much strength to your cardio. This goes exactly to what I was just talking about, but I want to be more specific here, especially with indoor cycling. Okay, when you have three-pound dumbbells, five-pound dumbbells, yeah, I can do a million reps, and yes, failure is failure. We can get into all that, and if you're crunched for time, I get it. But you're going to get so much better results. If you if that's only uh, all the strength training you do, that's going to be problematic. And so when you can, <laughs> please separate the two. Make your strength training, strength training and your cardio, cardio. This goes against what I'm normally saying to you to maximize your time. I mean, I'm all about circuit training and things like that. 
But when we start to do too much, we start to do bands and things like that off the bike. Uh, I could do a whole show on that. Um, problems arise. Again, every now and again, totally fine, fun, be really careful. You know, one problem I have with using weights on the bike is we should be holding on to the handlebars, people, especially when we're pedaling, especially when the wheel is weighted. Fitness expert in lawsuits, this comes up more frequently than you would think. So when you can separate your strength and your cardio. All right. I got to really pick up the pace here, especially because I just found that there's one more than I thought. Uh, Oh, don't listen to influencers advice. Spoke about that quickly already. Uh, There's a lot of information out there. And a fitness influencer, that's not a really good, you know, credit on your resume. Fitness influencer. Oh, you mean someone who has really great genetics and is 22 and didn't achieve their body by doing any of the exercises that they're telling you to do that are usually spot, you know, reducing and now with cardio? (sighs) Don't listen to influencers, okay? Listen to the experts. Uh, And number 10, (laughs) which goes to a lot of this stuff that you're reading, don't only do cardio. You have to do strength too. And it goes back to number one, okay? Another reason you will do cardio, I'm sorry, strength, is so that you can do your favorite cardio. If you're a runner, you have to do strength so that you can run to bulletproof your body, to fix your weak links. And if cardio, uh, if the goal of your cardio is weight loss, strength training needs to be a part of that. So don't just do cardio. This goes to the bulk myth. That, you know, uh, my literary agent who's been in the industry forever, when I was talking about bulk in the most recent book, she said, isn't that myth gone? She was like, why are you talking about that? Because it's not gone. So don't just do cardio. You need to do cardio and strength. Uh, Number 11, don't discount shorter sessions. It all matters. It all adds up. That's what the research shows. Five minutes matters. Three minutes of jumping jacks. Three 10-minute bouts of exercise, same exact, uh, if not better results if you're doing uh, intervals, uh, as results as a 30-minute continuous session. And this is great news. This is the future of fitness. This is why I wrote the book, The Micro Workout Plan. Yes, you can do 30 minutes straight when and if you can. Yes, you can do an hour straight when and if you can, but you don't have to. You can do five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes. It all adds up. Don't say just, don't say only, I only did 20 minutes. No, you did 20 minutes. And that's more than many people will do because they say, well, if I can't do an hour, I'm not going to do anything. There's nothing magical about an hour. (sighs) Uh, Number 12, already talked about this quickly, but don't just do it for weight loss. You can't outrun your fork. (laughs) You know, one of the greatest lines ever. It is not just about weight loss. And it's all connected. And you can burn 500 calories in an hour and you can undo that in one trip to Starbucks or somewhere like that in about 12 seconds. So don't just do it for weight loss. If you do that, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure because it's going to take a long time. And so many people who do that stop because they're not seeing the scale move. And that goes to number 13. Don't judge your success by the scale. Cardio success is not the scale, people. 
There's so many other benefits. It will come and it's part of the equation, but unfortunately you've been told that it is the number one goal and it's not. You gotta change what you eat. You gotta lift weights. You gotta do everything I'm telling you. You gotta mix up the intensities. You gotta make your easy days easy and your hard days hard. But do not judge the success of your cardio by the scale. I have more. I have this one. Other. <laughs> it's 27. All right. I got to pick it up. Uh, these all didn't number correctly. I'm just being honest with you, as I always am. Uh, don't fall for the fat burning zone. Talked about this for decades. Uh, you don't get more by doing less. You burn, yes, a higher percentage of fat calories at a lower intensity. But guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, sitting maybe in your car or on your couch, you are burning predominantly fat calories. It's just not a lot at all. So when you go at a higher intensity, you burn not only more calories, but more fat calories. It's just a percentage of which. It's fuzzy math. If you want results, that is one of the biggest myths. And that's a trainer who either doesn't know the true science or wants to tell you what you want to hear or both. And you're not going to get results uh, that you're looking for. Uh, number 14, don't go solely by the heart rate formulas. They can be highly inaccurate. If you are using a heart rate monitor, start to see your numbers over time. Oftentimes, it's underestimating for many people. Okay, so yes, you can start with those formulas, but start to see what your numbers are and go, you know what? Formula says that like, you know, my high zone should be around 160, but if you're hitting 170 on a scale of 1 to 10 and that's like an 8, then the zone is not working for you. Those zones, that formula. Okay, so don't think that those formulas are gospel. Uh, start to see your numbers. Uh, I've said this already, but don't think you will always beat yesterday. You can't and you won't and you shouldn't. You got to have those easy days. And you're going to have days, this is one of the most common things people say to me, Tom, I don't know why I've been running forever and I went out for a run and I just felt like garbage and I was slow. And yeah, you have those days. You have those days. You're not always going to beat yesterday. Ridiculous. Number 16, don't be tied to the tech. Yes, it's a great way to measure your steps, your speed, all those things. But don't be tied to it because it can be disappointing and it's a great way to, to motivate, but you can get too tied up in it. Um, and it can be detrimental uh, from a motivational standpoint. Don't worry about which comes first, strength or cardio. doesn't matter unless you're max benching or you're trying to set a, you know, beer mile record. <laughs> you know, mix it up. Some days do cardio first. If you're doing both together, by the way, mix it up. Variation is great there as well. Uh, don't forget to identify and work on your weakness with the cardio, right? If you have a lower back issue, when I used to run with people, and they go, oh, my lower back hurts. Okay, we're going to fix that. When people say, I can't run because, well, let's fix that because. And so when it comes to your cardio, biking, swimming, and you got maybe shoulder pain, that's your weakness. So identify it, work on it so that you can do your favorite form of cardio. Don't forget to get inside your head every now and again. What do I mean by this? Yes, we love to be distracted, to dissociate, right? To think about anything other than what we're doing. For many people, that's listening to music, and it's also now watching, you know, movies or, you know, doing a class. Every now and again, put it all aside and just get in your head. Go for a walk with nothing. Go for a run. Go for a bike ride. Just get inside your head. It's really valuable. Uh, number 20, don't forget to take a rest day. You need a rest day. That's when we get stronger. That's when we uh, build up. Don't necessarily listen to your friends. 
the best shoe for them might not be the best shoe for you. Uh, suddenly everyone's an expert on why you have IT band issues. Well, that's what maybe worked for them or how they got it doesn't mean it's your issue. All right, don't go at it alone. This ties into don't listen to your friends. You know, I have someone who just reached out to me. They, they're running their first marathon and, you know, they need my help now, but they're hurt. So would have been much better off, you know, if this person had started uh, with a coach or with a good plan at least, but did way too much way too soon. So don't be afraid, uh, you know, to invest in a good coach expert, all right, or an expert or both. Usually, well, that's what you want. <laughs> you want your coach to know what they're talking about. Uh, don't worry about anyone else. You know, don't worry how fast the person next to you is swimming in the pool. If you're running outside, I've been there where you're on like mile 18 of a 20-mile training run. A guy goes flying by you. They may be running three miles. Who cares? That's where you ruin your race or your just fun because you're focusing on someone else. It's about you. On the treadmill, don't worry about how fast someone's going next to you. doesn't matter. Number, uh, well, I'm misnumbered. We're at, I think, 27 total. Don't forget the dozens of benefits, the myriad benefits, as I said, of cardio. There's so much more psychological and physiological, okay, than just pure weight loss. And don't ever forget it can and should be fun. Find the cardio you love, and you won't be looking for the least amount. You'll be having to do everything I said, starting with number one, doing different cardio, so that you can do the cardio you love. All right, there you go. <laughs> Made it in just under the <laughs> under the wire again. Uh, Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Reach out, questions, comments. Love to hear from you. All right, uh, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can email me through the site. Remember, there are three things we all control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. I'm going to bring you the best information so that you can live your best life. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. This is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Believe in yourself.